the number of species like of fish there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> we're getting a little late for me. Are we recording? Me. Perhaps we are. <laughs> Perhaps we are recording. Maybe this is the new version of the Awesome Cast Live and Uncut. Just now about the call-ins, which we'll get into in a moment. But this is the Awesome Cast... So, we had this grand, grand vision of a call-in Skyped cast thing where we would talk, we would bring in people from the internets to talk with us, and it would be happy, it would be fun. And it was happy, it was fun. We had Cleveland from the lands of YouTubes, where he does Let's Plays all the playtime. We had John from Chainsaw Buffet to regale us on awesome things about World War II soldiers, how their life was crap during and after the war. But our internet yeah. at this apartment sucks because knowledge is a cocksucker that sucks terrible cocks and other <laughs> things. In case you're not into cocks, other things that would be as bad as Cox in a derogatory statement. Yeah, if you live in the general Hunts, Mata, Bama area around here, and I say, uh, I'm pretty sure New Hope Telephone Cooperative is better internet, that should probably make you go, ugh. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I bet it would have worked if we did it in my house. Not that there's a good, quiet place to podcast there, but, you know, hypothetically. So, we try to mitigate this by using my phone to tether and the actual talking to them more or less worked however apparently it was not enough bandwidth for it to be able to record as well as transmit and yeah. receive something went wrong with the uh, saving the final product that it's supposed to automatically do and it did not and I'm going to blame the internet for it because I know no other reason and so we lost an hour and 30 minutes of conversation that we'll never, ever get back. Some of it, I say, was damn funny. but yeah. Some of it was probably kind of terrible, much like this. But hey, this is what we got. This is what you're we going to get. put up something. It's still coming to you raw and uncut, <coughs> full of flubs and uh, whatever the hell comes out of my mouth in a weird moment. Because really, I'm just too lazy to try and edit this shit. And I'm nowhere near good at this as James is. But he's still stuck off in the lands of Atlanta. So, Alaska. oh well. Alaska, Atlanta. Isn't it like the same thing? I mean, I one's know. like more snow, one's more fun. One has polar bears, the other one has Mark and Drew and Richard. Atlanta is a much better time than Alaska, which is where James is. It's true. Okay, there are two really completely different things. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, so this is our griping and somewhat of a podcast that we'll try to record and sort of regale you with the things we thought were awesome as we had sort of went down the avenues of winding roads of awesome of the previous podcast. You are now going to get a highly condensed version yeah. of whatever you remembered and actually feel like talking about at this point in time. We're all sad. And dejected. Yeah. Remember and ready one to problem. End. I realize one problem is yeah, this is Basil, Kevin, and Rail. Um, oh yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, yeah. I'm Hi. back. I'm Basil. I'm Rail. I'm Kevin. That's us. And Rail, Brad, whatever. 
decided to become a bum again. Yeah, he's not yeah. in Texas anymore. No. No. <laughs> Explain yourself, sir. Well, um, I moved to Texas for two weeks, took a job out in El Paso, and um, I flew home the second weekend I was there and uh, got a letter in the mail from Auburn offering me a full fellowship scholarship thingy to study and teach economics there. And um, the education is actually worth more than the money I was making in Texas, so I quit. <laughs> on good terms, oddly enough, and uh, moved back. So I'm going to be a bum for the, about the next three months, and then in August I'm moving down to Auburn and pursuing my degree in teaching. So that's pretty much it. So you'll see me around, or hear me around, I guess, uh, a, a little bit more now. Till the inevitable video podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the seeing part. Yeah, that'll never happen. So, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> And Huntsville is glad to have you return. Yes. To its dulcet tones of Huntsvilleness. Huntsvillity. Yeah. So, one of the things that Kevin kept trying to talk about was a video game. Yes. That. Okay, one more try. I'm going to try to make Demon Bane sound awesome. I'm pretty sure I failed in our first attempt. <laughs> and your multiple attempts after that. But, anyways. <laughs> Demon Bane. That's what I've been playing for the last week. Uh, it is a visual novel game from Nitro Plus, released in the U.S., despite all logic of it not ever making it here. Um, like all visual novel games, it is basically a book that you read with pictures, except that you play it as a game on your computer, and there's pictures, sound effects, voices, occasional animated scenes, and you make choices that affect the course of the plot, some more than others. Demon Bane has three main branching storylines. About at the midpoint of the game, it branches off into three different storylines. Um, and it is the story of a guy in a world that basically takes every story H.P. Lovecraft ever written as its canon. Um, it's probably somewhere in the 40s to 50s, except it's a really magic exists kind of 40s, 50s. Um, the main character is a failed wizard who is now turned into an even crappier private investigator who gets hired by basically the richest corporation in America to find a particular magic book. Uh, this leads to giant robots and monsters and saving the world from wizards. <laughs> and underage sex. Hey, they're really... No, she's a thousand years old. She just looks about? 12. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's got... Um, it's got characters who look like they're about 12 who are female characters. Who are, And this is an age game. There's a couple of sex scenes per route. Yeah. It's, yeah, if that's going to turn you off, don't play this game. Like, if that's just going to make you, oh, God, don't play this game. But uh, if you like giant robots and H.P. Lovecraft mythos and don't mind lolies, there is one a totally adult female romance plot line. Like, she's unquestionably an adult. Yeah, there's one. There's a token adult. <laughs> but, uh... Token adult. All the characters are over-the-top, outrageous weird people. Um, it's actually got a pretty good who's who of anime voice actors, except they're all under pseudonyms. <laughs> so they don't feel comfortable admitting that they were in this game. Now, admittedly, in the all-ages version, which were, was a PS2 all-ages port, um, there are even more voices. Um, there are people kind of working on a fan patch to try to take the PS2 voices and put it in the PC version. So you get Norio Wakamoto as one of the main villains. <laughs> Which is awesome, but uh, he does not actually have a voice in the PC version. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, 
it's it's a very entertaining story. Um, the sex content is actually pretty low for an H game. It's way more plot than porn. Like I said, there's a couple of sex scenes per route. Uh, if you are of legal age, I do kind of recommend this game. Uh, it's probably about forty bucks. <laughs> it, it, it's actually a very entertaining read. It's on my top list of uh, visual novel games. All right, Brad, you're up. Well, my moment of awesome. I was at Anime Central in Chicago this past weekend. Ah, uh, good convention. I usually have fun every year I go. Um, one bad thing that happened at the convention was they got registration right last year. I waited 20 minutes in line on Thursday night. This year I waited four and a half hours again. Ugh. So I guess there's somebody at Anime Central who is basically like, hey, we got this correct. We need to fuck it up again. So, yeah, I was kind of <laughs> mad about that. My only conflict at Ascent, besides the fact that I had fun, was, well... Um, I went to the dealer's room. I saw a lot of stuff I wanted to buy, just not at their prices, that I and, and some stuff I already had. And I don't know whether to be disappointed at the fact that I didn't buy anything or relieved at the fact that I didn't spend money. Yeah. But I'm probably going to be relieved because there's probably going to be something at Otakon I want to buy, so... Now, my question is, have you tried looking for these same things that you wanted to buy at Anime Central? Have you checked online to see if you could buy it cheaper? Yes, I have checked everything online, and I generally know how much uh, a lot of these figures and a lot of things I'm going to buy online cost, because I've actually ordered a lot of stuff online over the past two or three months at various sites, and... Usually everything had like a fifty to sixty percent markup. It was it was ridiculous. Ooh, yeah. Like there was this Hatsune Miku figure that was by a by this Japanese artist Tony, who uh, it was released like a couple of months ago, and all the places that I found online that you could pre-order it at, uh, with even without shipping, was like a hundred, a hundred and ten dollars, and with shipping it would be about one twenty, one thirty. I paid like one twenty for mine. Well, only one dealer at the convention had it for as low as 120, even though five different dealers had it. And the dealer that had it for 120 was the dealer I got it on from online. So, everybody else had it marked up to like 180, 190, 200. So, mm. yeah, and that's pretty much the way things go at conventions. So, um, yeah. And the other thing I'm missing, I guess, you know, since I moved back to Alabama, I'm not going to be able to go to AX and see uh, Miku-chan in concert, so... <laughs> God. You will make fun of me till the end of the year uh. for that. But I was going to drive to AX. It's only like 10 or 11 hours from El Paso to LA, but... You hey, tell I'm taking out loans, so. getting airplane tickets to fly I was out not going to do that. We were just <laughs> joking about that. You claim now. So. <laughs> you say that now, but no. I heard you like, I'm not going to take them out. Like, you were debating on this, like, last week. No. To see like, the computer whatever. give a concert. Yeah, the computer I'll just give a concert. A, I'll just get the concert on Blu-ray, though I'd love to go. Although, if, I, I, have to, I actually did buy a lottery ticket when I was in Illinois just to see if I could win maybe, like, five or $600 right there. And that would have made me go. But, I, like, I, I, I kept my addiction, though. I only bought, like, $2 worth of lottery tickets, so... <laughs> Uh, I, and uh, it did nothing bore fruit, yeah. so... I am curious. I would kind of like to see the setup and the actual technology of the production, but I don't want to pay money for it. Uh, well, I have the Blu-ray of the first concert. Yeah. And I'll get the Blu-ray of this concert, which yeah. they will make. I'm just... I'm more curious about the, how they do here's it. Here's the thing, but, though. Yeah. The concert is almost sold out now. That means... 
She's popular enough to be at anime cons in America, at least the bigger ones. The AX is just so much bigger than all the other cons that, of course, She's you know... She's popular to be in car commercials. Yeah, Toyota Corolla. I've, except that... I want to see these commercials, because I have just Have you seen the graphics, yeah. though, for, like, the on Toyota's website? The, the no. Man Miku or whatever? A Marimiku is what they're dubbing her on a lot of uh, a lot of websites. But the actual commercial itself, if you go see it, they they t- they took clips from the original uh, concert show, the Sankyu days uh concert uh it's just a, it's just a friggin' hologram one, uh, and a, and a, a year and a, ago and a tape deck i mean yeah it's, it's not well, a real person performing it's well, it's it's a computer macross plus macross plus saw the future everyone <laughs> macross plus knew it was coming stop all the downloading on a computer i swear <laughs> if they announce a secret date at otakon i'm gonna be all over that shit you can you can be all over that shit. I'll be off having fun like a normal human being. I'm having fun. Probably getting Maybe not drunk. like a normal human being, but I'm gonna be having fun. If yeah. that's the case, I I'll like, probably be having fun regardless. But I like games about a lowly Necronomicon, so I, I have no room so to talk. Look, thank you, thank you. At least you admit your uh, shortcomings. Well, it's hard being perfect, all right? <laughs> it's tough. And okay, Basil, sometimes you just have, have to learn to what, live with yourself. What perfection do you have to grace us with uh, this this time? Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Ignore the fact that its acronym is LOL TITS. <laughs> it is a wonderful, 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 wonderful RPG of the Japanese variety by Falcom. The wonderful makers of the Ease series and Legend of Heroes series <laughs> is a series that's been around for a while. We're talking like NES or Super Nintendo level here. It's not quite as old as Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy, but it's close. And unfortunately, it's the earlier American PSP ports have sucked. Yes, the first, I think, three get ported to the PSP, but it was a Bandai Namco release. And not one of their good ones. No, it was a really crap translation job. A It was a bad port to begin with that they brought over. And it was just sort of a old game with a mediocre port and an absolutely terrible translation. And it turns out that is a bad recipe for making video games. Who knew? This one, the port was handed by Falcom themselves. Just so you know, Falcom is a PC developer because they believe in the master race. Like all good right-thinking individuals. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. We'll, we'll let that slide. Uh, go on. But anyways, the piece, the um, PSP port is very good. It loads up very quickly. Everything's very smooth. There's no load times to speak of. It sounds good. It looks good. It plays great. It is. You know. You got your spunky cast of cliches, but they're cliches in that good, warm, fuzzy, nostalgic way. Not the oh really the same cliches all over again. It's kind of like a Tales game that you go, oh, eh, that's why they're cliches. Okay, I can sort of see that. And I mean, they, they do play around with things. For example, um, you play these two characters named Estelle and Joshua. They're brother and sister, kind of, sort of, not really. So it's okay, according to Japan. Kind of, sort of, not really. Bow, chicka, bow, wow, chicka, wow. <laughs> not really, but sort of. It's <laughs> complicated. Complicated. But their dad is a guy named Cassius, and he looks like this random middle-aged dude with a bad mustache. And as it turns out, he's the biggest badass on this world. Well, of course, he has a mustache. 
Like, um, it's not even like a real, like, like a big old gargantuan mustache. It's like a thin mustache. Oh, then that is perplexing. Like, he <laughs> looks like your normal dopey dad. But it turns out he's like the biggest badass ever. And so it, it's just great where it, it sort of plays with conventions like that. Where it's like, you know, this guy should be like a Cloud or a Sephiroth or a some sort of really big, imposing, crazy-haired dude with lots of zippers coming out of his and Latin chorus is following him everywhere. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, <laughs> but no, he's just just dad. He's happy go lucky guy. You know, he, he does kind of do remind me of Raven from Tales of Vesperia. And as Doug has agreed with you, your Estelle is is Raven's kid. Like <laughs> she's a very happy go lucky, think before going, not think before I, you know, go before thinking, sort of you know, get up and whack him with a staff, gal. Does what seems right at the time, doesn't worry so much about whether that is a good idea at the time. Right, and then you have Joshua, who's her, her brother, who is sort of there to keep a good eye on her, and is a little bit more, you know, thoughtful, and, you know, and they're constantly quipping at each other, like, it's a very sarcastic game, they, it's very lighthearted, where they're constantly poking fun at each other, and you've got, you know, your crazy bard, your, you know, martial artist dude, your, you know, you know big boob chick with a whip, who drinks all the time. Yeah. Whose name is Sherazad? I bet you can't guess how she dresses. <laughs> um, little girl mechanic. I mean, it's it kind of hits your kind of stereotypes. Yeah, it hits. Yeah, yeah. It hits. It hits. It's like a checklist of all the stereotypes, but they handle all the neat and interesting ways in ways that are not annoying and just more endearing. And the battle system is a lot of fun, where it plays kind of like Lunar. In fact, uh, overall, I'd say this game is what if you said, "Hey, guys." We should make a sequel to Lunar God that was actually good, good and they, not yeah. Lunar Song or whatever it was called. <laughs> hey, that was the first game you could play entirely with the touchscreen. Yeah, but a blue ass. Um, yeah. Like this is that Lunar sequel that everyone's wanting and no one realized that they're not playing. <clears throat> yeah, it's this game, and you know it's sort of got that grid base where you can move your characters around, and while the basic attacks are more or less run up to the enemy, hit. Um, your different weapons have different ranges. So Estelle, she has a staff, so she has like a plus one to range. Oh. Whereas uh, Joshua has a pair of daggers, so he has to get up close. Some characters have firearms, so they have a much wider range. <coughs> but they tend to be weaker characters, so that's why they stay in the back more. And the enemies actually also have to come to you to hit them, to hit you. And so there's times where you could say you knock an enemy with your sword, and then you hit him again with like a character's gun. Maybe you hit him again with something else, and then they'll be knocked so far back. The enemy has to go walk all the way back across just to hit you again. And sometimes it might take him a couple of turns to be able to take it down, and then you take them down instead. A lot of special attacks will be like radius effects, or you know, it's in a straight line, so any enemies caught within this line sort of attacks. Mm-hmm. And you could even, you know, you also have a limit break, which also gives you like super powerful attacks if you get dealt or hit enough damage. It, it works like works really well. It's a lot of fun to play. And it's like 60 hours. It is no slump of an RPG. And every chest has its own unique saying after you check it after it's been emptied. <laughs> well, I was reading an interview with the um, translators. Apparently it took them forever to translate this game. But what Falcom did was um, after they had additional speech bubble for the each chest that just said in Japanese... This chest is empty. The translator realized that instead of just using it, something that covers every single chest, 
they just programmed it into each chest. So each chest had a little block of text saying, this chest, chest is, is empty. empty. So she was like, all right, I'm just start typing in stuff. <laughs> and you know, stuff like, you know, like, oh, you look back at the chest, it is empty. Aw, oh, poor you. Or, ha, I knew you'd look. This chest looks back and finds you wanting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just read in, like, you know, sarcastic <laughs> stuff. And each chest of the game has it. Like, his way that she, like, spit and blew off steam one night and just was doing sarcastic stuff because she was so brain dead from translating. <laughs> and it's just sort of that kind of game where it really, there's a lot of humor to it. It's a lot of fun. Kevin's at a cliffhanger, but hopefully they'll bring us the sequel. It's yeah, actually a trilogy. trilogy? Yeah, it's a trilogy. Okay. It's actually, I think, I think it's Legend of Heroes 6, 7, and 8. But it's, it's a good series. A lot of fun. It's like Star Wars 6, 7, and 8 are the good ones. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, or, um, or seven, whatever. Uh, the the latter trilogy is the good one, <laughs> right? Well, I'm sure the original Legend of Heroes were okay for good for their time. I bet but they I bet, were. I bet they're old. I bet on PC when they were shiny new, they were a lot of fun. Like, oh my god, this is the most awesome thing I've ever played. At the time, they probably were pretty cutting edge. Uh, but you know, what are you gonna do? It's true. Yeah, I look back with nostalgia goggles on the Wizardry series, but yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, I love it, but it sucks now. <laughs> but hey, and Exeed's bringing back a brand new Wizardry. It's not even just an Atlas clone, it's an actual Wizardry. Wait, are we getting the PS3 Wizardry? It's either PS3 or PSP, one of the two. Well, there is a PS3 Wizardry, because I've been seeing, I was seeing stuff on the Japanese PlayStation Network for downloads, because Japan loves some shit out of Wizardry. It might be. I know that there's some version of Wizardry coming out. And I've been wanting that. I, I That's good news if that's true. I've been wanting that game to come out in the U.S. Because Atlas can always sell me Wizardry again. I don't even know if it's Atlas, but you can always sell me Wizardry one more time. Atlas just excels at it. <laughs> but Atlas also bring out another game. That's true. Persona, yeah. also for PSP, yes, Persona I, 2. Yes, the new, the first Persona 2. Yeah, there were two. We, we got the second one in the U.S. on PlayStation 1. Uh, now they're bringing us the first one. Yay! Hitler and Shades. Oh, yeah, because yeah. even Hitler's cool again. Yeah, we can finally kill Hitler. And, you know, stuff happens, and the second game involves some of the game characters, but it's sort of a reset. It was weird. Um, <laughs> it involves a couple of the same characters, but it's mostly a, both games have a mostly different set of playable characters. Um, it would spoil a lot to probably say why you're basically redoing the same game with different characters, but uh, there's enough differences between the two versions that it does not feel like the same game, really. But well, I mean, it, it's it's because of the actions of the first game, the second game plays out differently, right? But I'm assuming we'll get the second Persona Two Two. Also, I'm I'm we'll assume we'll come in on PSP in Japan and hopefully in the US, and I'm hoping they'll have some of the cross sharing features that the original PS1 games did that we never got to play with in the U.S. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. I love I love Persona 2. Uh, I love Persona 2 that we got in the U.S. Uh, I like the characters in that. I like the creature and Persona designs. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, probably have nothing to do with you fight Lovecraft Mythos monsters, but you do that in every Persona game. And everything from every mythology ever. Is a potential friend and enemy. <laughs> Sometimes both, yeah. considering that it is Persona. Yeah. Um, if you love mythology and you've never played a Persona game, why not? <laughs> Get one. Now. Pick one. Enjoy. Uh. <laughs> and I guess we'll end this particular session of podcasting because we 
really don't have it in us for a full hour of this anymore. No, this was mostly just an apology. Uh, <laughs> but since y'all gave me your horrible, horrible, terrible, fetishy pieces of ass, um, yeah. I will take the high ground and mention Dororoman and Makun. <laughs> That's no kind of moral high ground, Basil. That is entirely a moral high ground. I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's a new moral high ground. <laughs> it's a new low for moral high ground. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, I love I love Enmacoon. Um, it, it's good, stupid fun. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. It, it's laughs and fan service and Gonagai touching you in inappropriate places. And sometimes you like it. Sometimes it just gets like weird. Like yeah. I, you know, sometimes it'll go, I was not expecting this to go that way. Well, it sure did. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, I feel like I'm a new person. Or at least a different person. Yeah. Yes. But in a good way. Like, I mean, it's a good, good way. Good way. Right. It is good. So what are your thoughts, Brad, Rail? I'm just uh, thinking about dog days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, dog damn what if Final Fantasy Thirteen were good? Well, you said it was better than Final Fantasy Thirteen. I said the story of Dog Days was in fact better than the story of Final Fantasy Thirteen. It's true. I'd forgotten that part. <laughs> Why I did, did you say remind that. him? <laughs> Thanks a lot. Not to think about Dog Days and Final Fantasy Thirteen. I was already depressed, Brad. <laughs> Why sorry. do you have to do these things to me? I mean, really. Now, tell us your thoughts on Emma Coon. Emma Coon's awesome. I especially like the blue-haired cutie honey. What's her name? The ice princess the or whatever. Snow Yuki, snow. I think. Yuki. Yeah, that's just... I think it's Yuki. She's totally the show. She's, that and, uh, that and I think, yeah, Kabe Yamaguchi was a good pick for uh, Emma Coon. So. Yeah, maybe I'm just not watching the right anime, but it's I have so not weird. heard it's his like voice It's like I've lately. seen a shorter version of Inuyasha with horns or something. I've not heard Kabe Yamaguchi in much anime lately. Maybe I'm just watching the wrong shows. You're just not watching One Piece. Yeah. As these Usopp yeah, well, shows like, all the time. I don't care about One Piece. <laughs> I really like him as a voice actor, so I'm glad to so be watching like, a show Kabe he's Yamaguchi in. Yamaguchi will always yeah. star in Takahashi uh, series to me, so... <laughs> but I like him in Emma Coon. That's I wanted to say that. So I like the random Kappa guy because he's be shown in for a Kappa, or at least that's what he tells us. <laughs> that's what he claims. Okay, just nobody else was mentioning him, and he's the other one of the trio. And I wasn't going to mention the lolly. Well, don't forget about the hat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the talking hat. You know, Grandpa Hat, Grandpa Chapeau. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you got you got the girl who's like the human. That's, got the you know, token human friend. Like, who's, I guess, is the lolly of the group. Well, yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, yeah, this show's totally in the 70s. Yeah. Like, the show is set in the 70s. In fact, the only real difference, besides better animation quality, from the 70s and Macoon TV series, is they made, out of the little gang of normal humans, they made the girl the token human friend and not one of the guys. Uh, that's really the main difference. <laughs> and so I guess we will finish up, actually, by mentioning that, hey, there is the website, AwesomeCast. Dot com. Uh, please leave comments in the comment section. Check us out, the Index of Awesome. Um, you can always leave us an email at awesomecast at gmail.com. We always like emails. We're always hearing from you guys. And there is always the voicemail that I will never remember. 209 Awesome, awesome line. line. Yeah, I even made sure that it rhymed when yeah. I made it, and so it's really sad that I can't remember oh, yeah. it. Before yeah. we tune the hell out, we should say Hamacon, because I don't think we did on this 
recording. It's true. Hamacon. It's coming out the first week coming out. It's the first week of June. The first weekend of June. Yeah, it's the first week of June. It is the weekend after this weekend of recording the... uh, What's important for you is that the first week of June, it is going to be an awesome anime con in Huntsville, Alabama, and if you're in the area, you should totally go. Awesome panels, awesome fun, we have some good guests, it's going to be a good time. James is DJing the rave, be the best rave in the Southeast, as far as anime con's concerned, guarantee it. But if you're in the Atlanta area, our buddies Mark and Drew Richard are running Station Con, which is the almost as good as con, the only way that this con would have been better if we were there, but we're not because we're at Hamacon because it's our local con. Because we support our local con. And but if you're in the Atlanta area, you should support Station Con t- as well because frankly, it's going to be an awesome experience. And really, I'm really kind of jealous. I'm not going to be there too. If I had somehow split myself into two entities and be in both at once, I would, and then myself would fight over each other, uh, which was the better experience, and we'd probably both die, and then I'd be dead. And that would kind of suck. So it's good. You know, never mind. I'm glad I cannot split into two beings. That would kind of suck in the end for me, and I don't want to die. I've got too much to live for, because we got more awesome casts to record, more awesome casts to release, and more t- chances for us to talk to you. And maybe at some point in the future, we'll try a Skype call-in show again, and that the next time it will actually be recorded. We can only hope. <laughs> With that. We are out. Good night. Ending music. Ending music. Ending music. It's true. That was the ending music. <laughs>